Welcome into another episode of Crunch Time. I'm your host, Joe Hamilton, alongside Theo the Juggernaut. Again, I'm going to always like saying that. Uh, Theo, how you doing, man? Doing good, man. It's a beautiful day today. Lots going on. Finally happy to get out of the gimmicky weekend and onto some real sports. Yeah, I am too. Um, that's the only way to describe what we saw this weekend on both ends of the spectrum. Every uh, both all star games. I mean, it was bad, absolutely horrible. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, Theo, I just want to, as a Blues fan, thank Jacob Truba for things the St. Louis Blues probably should have done a while ago. Jacob Truba absolutely laid out Nazem Kadri in last night's game. <laughs> wow. Um, it's something that needed to be done. Kadri needed to be knocked down a few pegs. Um, what? First of all, what was your thought on that hit? Being a former Jet, I didn't see him being that physical. He was always a physical person. He just was young. And he has to, he, you know, if he were to do that in a Jets uniform, it would be the replacement to Bufflin. Absolutely. That's the way we looked at it. Uh, Nazem Kadri really had nowhere to go. I mean, if you expected him to go on the outside, Truba would have pinned him along the boards and maybe not lit him up. But he had to try to cut in and maybe thinking Truba wasn't going to hit him. But lo and behold, legal, perfectly 100% chill. Nothing wrong with that hit. And Pop goes to helmet. And, you know, of course, you have to have someone from Calgary try and fight Truba afterwards and just, that's just not needed. But the hit was clean. The hit was nice. Uh, reminded me of the good old days, uh, which is what I'd like to, you know, preface this next bit of discussion, this entire discussion on nostalgia. I think everything I'm going to relate to this week, this conversation, Joe, is going to have to do with the word nostalgia, bringing it back, going back in the, pay, in the way back machine. I used that phrase several times before, but everything is going to relate to going back into the way back machine and what it was like in the good old days. It really is. I'm I'm happy to see because I mean going back in the way back machine. Well, not necessarily way back, but back enough. Um, Nazem Kadri knocked Jordan Bennington out of their playoff series against Colorado, and it was, I mean, it was a very controversial situation. So I'm glad this happened. I'm sure. Truba doesn't even know what what the hell I'm talking about right now. I'm sure he, you know, sure he watches like everyone else, but he just wanted to, to do it. A lot of fans now saying, "Why do you need Ryan Reeves?" Well, you know, you brought it up before the show. I'd love to have Ryan Reeves on my bench. I really would, um, and you would too. Um, so, moving forward, before we move forward, before we move forward, you bring up Ryan Reeves. Think about the all-time enforcer, Joey. Who would you rather have? Like, who would you have on your bench if you had to be the all-time enforcer? There's names like, you know, Ty Domi, Dave Semenko, Bob Probert, Ryan Reeves, uh, you know, just to name a Jeff Bukaboom, just to name a couple, you know, just off the top of my head. What a right name now. for an enforcer, Bukaboom. Yeah, but, what? I mean, Bob, take, take a look at Bob Probert's career. He is considered to be one of the all-time best enforcers in the NHL. You know, better than Stu, the Grim Reaper, or Grimson. Um, here's a guy that played, on average, over close to 15 minutes a game. Enforcers barely play let more than 10 nowadays. 
here's a guy that put up points so much that he could be an all-star in one season. He had almost 80, he had over 84 points in a season. You know, that's Bob Probert as the enforcer, as the hockey player. And if you got to bring some guys, you got to have guys like that. That's what we're missing. That's what we're bringing back. That's what I'm bringing back today. For me, for me, it's got to be Tony Twist. I'm not just saying that because I'm a Blues fan. I just know how tough he was. Yeah. Or Chase. But, sure. you know, I'd love to have either one of those guys on my uh, on my side. Hey, fun fact before I go any further. Uh, Tony Twist's daughter actually bowls in my league on Friday nights. Hey, there you yeah, go. I, that, that was interesting to find that out week one. I'm like, holy crap, I... I saw the name Twist. I'm like, are you related to... She's like, that's my dad. I go, wow. I mean, I was a little starstruck. I mean, even though it wasn't him, it was just a Did fact. Did you let her win? That, uh, she was on the pair next to me, so, you oh. know, I probably would have, to be honest oh, with you. Oh, I would have. Yeah, no, 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 no. You got to make a side bet on that one, Joe. That's when you make the side bet. You know, I'm going to wait to do that because apparently he's assigned as a sub on their team. So I'm going to wait. And hopefully we bowl them when he's subbing. I might let him win because I, I don't want to get punched in the face by that guy. <laughs> public man, he'll go to jail. You know what I mean. I, I know. I he you might know throw what I mean. All at you wrong. Yeah, way. yeah. But still, he could get thrown in jail for that. I mean, knowing today's culture, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. People, you would. Yeah, I'm not going there. Yeah, that, that's that's true. So, um. Moving on from that, though, uh, the NHL is down viewership-wise 22% uh, in the U.S. And I have a couple. I have actually a few reasons, and it was all this weekend. The gimmicky uh, skills competition, then you had the three-on-three bullshit all-star game. Um, You know, people like, oh, Tarasenko did well. It's a damn all-star game. It's an all-star game. No one really tries. Maybe except the goaltenders. Because maybe the goaltenders need that money. I don't know. I'm just... But I did see some cool saves from goaltenders this weekend. I did. And I did like the goalies shooting from their own net. That was pretty cool. That I, w- I will say bravo to the NHL on that. What I don't like is the shooting pucks from the 18th hole. Um, and I also don't like shooting pucks off of surfboards and trying to dunk somebody like what's the, what's the point it, it's also gimmicky man like stop and the whole happy gilmore thing with david Pasternak, just why why that was so dumb but i'm gonna let you uh take the lead on this you know you could have added the uh, goalies at the play with palm tree leaves instead of sticks uh you or, or have, pool, uh, pool noodles yeah, we could have had, you know, pool noodle uh, Geico commercials going on. You could have had, I mean, the bottom line, I mean, it all, I mean, the big meme I always saw throughout the week was what was your favorite all star jersey? Because the jerseys was a big deal. Going reverse retro back to the day of, you know, having a, a previous emblem and a logo used with a different color scheme. I mean, you can't go back to the Campbell and Wales conference was before the, you know, that was a classic jersey, the black and the orange and the white. With the stars along the uh, shoulders and down the arms, those were classic jerseys. I mean, if you could bring those back in a reverse retro style, that would have been cool. Now I understand it's Florida, and they got to have the greens and they got to have the oranges and the pinks and whatever. And, and the Miami Vice, so it's fine. I'm not big, but next year in Toronto, 
National Hockey League, if you're listening out there, and if you take note, because it's in Toronto, in a market that matters to original six hockey, going back to nostalgia here, because I said I was going there, bring back a color scheme that involved the Campbell and Wales Conference NHL All-Star Jersey. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look up any jersey in the 80s from the NHL All-Star Game. Those jerseys with some sort of new uh, logo, new emblem, boom. That would be amazing. Uh, yeah. I mean, the other thing that I was kind of, you know, I understand you're trying to appease a certain fan base. And you're trying to attract a fan base that is new to the NHL. A new market, not really necessarily a new market, because Florida's been there since the early 90s. What are we doing with this game? Uh, I understand it's, you know, it's a privilege to players to be selected to an all-star game. Yeah, there's a stipend, there's a bit of money, there's a million-dollar ticket to the team that wins. Split over 10 guys, it's 100K, whoop-de-doo, it's a tax write-off for these guys, let's be honest. But ultimately... The game is there for the fans. The all-star game is there for the fans, not for the players. But when I hear about players not trying during the all-star competition, that irks me. I mean, there was pride knowing that you were going against Ali Afridi in the hardest shot or Zdeno Chara in the hardest shot. You know, allowing Ovechkin to do what he did, whatever. I mean, I'm not... I'll stop there. Fastest skater... Yes. Okay. You know, a couple of guys blow some tires, but you want to have that pride. You want to have that ownership of being known as the fastest skater. If you ask Mike Gartner that he didn't try in every single all-star game, he competed in the fastest skater. You would get the same. Of course he's trying, you know, that's what Mike Gartner did. That's what players did. They had an attraction. They had an affinity towards putting their best skate forward. And showing off their skills. Like you just said, Joe, the goalies had to try. Because if the goalies don't try, then those all-star three-on-three games are going to be 27 to 22. You know, you might as well put a Mr. Siv in there and just let the guys shoot for accuracy, for crying out loud. Which you know, I don't want to see goalies get injured, which they didn't. But you don't want to see players not trying. I mean, my brother and I were watching the game and Johnny Goudreau lit it up during one of his games for one period, he scored two goals and had a helper three goals in one of the, in one of the games. And I'm like, that's the only time Johnny Goudreau's lit it up all year. He doesn't do a damn thing during the season. And he does it this during an all-star game. You have guys like Matthew Kachuk, who's a hometown guy who wins the MVP or whatever. He does the same thing, you know, but every player should be trying that. Every player should be doing that because that's part of why this game isn't being properly advertised, properly managed from a publicity standpoint. You put guys you want to see in the all-star game, but you want to see those guys try. I don't want to see guys get injured, but I but this is the opportunity to attract new fan base by showing off the excellence in this league and we're not doing that on the ice as a product so what in the grand scheme of things we talked about this yesterday what is the biggest reason you you brought up storylines you brought up storylines there's not a good storyline well the one big storyline involves a russian and we talked about that 
Yeah, we're not going to bring up. Old yeah, we're not bringing that up. That, that's that's no, 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 no. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying you're saying that's the biggest issue. There has to be another one. There's there's a lack of storylines out there. There are a lack of storylines. Absolutely. I mean, you look at okay. So from a Canadian perspective, right? You have the Battle of Alberta between Calgary and Edmonton, which was huge in last year's playoffs because they both met in the I believe it was in the divisional round, the second round. Well, Toronto hasn't had a meaningful playoff rivalry because they can't win a single playoff round. When we talk about your boys in St. Louis, who were they rivaled with in the 90s? What was the one team you you know you saw on this calendar? You circled it on the calendar, said that's the ticket I gotta go to. Red Wings. Okay. And who was number two? Chicago. Exactly. Well, Chicago doesn't have the greatest of teams this year, and they're going through a bit of a cluster, you know what. Well, and you it's, don't it's see it's Detroit very much anymore yeah. because they're on the East. They're not in the Central anymore. You've taken these rivalries, and you've made them meaningless. I mean, Toronto's done it to themselves because they can't win a playoff round. Right? Well, and, and you talk about playoff rivalries. So the Blues ha- have had playoff rivalries since I've been alive. I mean, they've had, obviously, Chicago. Yeah. Uh, you know, Detroit, but they've also had teams like the Los Angeles Kings, teams like the, the I mean, even the Chicago Blackhawks, because every year the Blues will play the Blackhawks in the, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, We're I mean, not taking the, that storyline is what I'm saying, Joe. We're not using that storyline of, you know, fending or showing off hard work, good players history lines and bringing it to today's game that's one issue the other issue i have is why is it that we can't find games on tv from out of markets we have to have a subscription to this a subscription to that if it's blacked out here it might be shown there oh it might be on espn Fox Sports might cover it, but they might block it out. We're not giving the fans an opportunity, new fans as well, to see the games they want to see. If they're making these millions of dollar contracts, they're making these million dollars of public advertisement campaigns, then it should be more accessible to the viewer. Hey, it's, it's the same thing really with Major League Baseball right now. All these blackouts, you, you want new fans. And I, I hate to go into a different sport here, but it makes total sense. You want new fans. Stop blacking out your games. Stop with, oh, we're not going to carry MLB Network YouTube TV. You know, we're not going to, you know, why have your product? And Valley Sports is the biggest problem here. They're off every major outside of TV and maybe Spectrum. They're off of every major cable or satellite entity there is so how are you how are you going to grow your game you're not no you're just not and and that's something that needs to stop with all sports they need to stop the blackout bs and everything so people can just watch this grand game that i these two grand games which i grew up loving if you have a company if you have a broadcasting company fox nbc cbs apple Hulu, and now, just today, just announced by the NFL, DAZN, D-A-Z-N, is now getting a larger chunk 
for the pie for the global viewership of the NFL. They just got a massive deal signed with the NFL. So not only will the Americas be taken care of by Fox, CBS, NBC, and all that stuff, but now globally, the zone is now going to be sharing that game even further. Now, that's a step moving in the right direction. But the zone is a money subscription. But that is what the culture of a global uh, broadcasting company is doing now. Globally, I mean, streaming services and subscription services are more common nature. You know, you go to Europe, people don't have a cable company that gives you 85 channels and 15 sports channels and 13 out of markets and yada, 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 yada. You get your news, you get two or three local broadcasts, and then usually it's a streaming service or it's a subscription that you have for the shows you want to watch. That is starting to happen here. We're just not seeing it yet to the full potential because the bigger markets, bigger broadcasting companies have a larger chunk of the pie. But having that said, the content on them isn't including live sports because live sports, especially hockey, is not accessible. And it should be. Now, I can't speak for, I mean, in Canada, we just have Sportsnet. We have our Saturday night games. We have our regional coverage and TSN. Okay. We can still watch over half of the Jets games on TSN and Sportsnet, as can every other Canadian TV, Canadian city. Everything else in the States is usually covered by one of the big companies. If you're lucky to have ESPN, or you have a streaming service. Center Ice. I mean, you have a U.S. dish too, so you're able to... I do, but Center Ice is still accessible. I mean, Center Ice is something that is, as a subscription is now being accessible to people if they want to watch a lot of those games too. But there are blackouts as well. But you yeah, like the Jets, like the Jets game isn't going to be shown in Winnipeg on Center Ice because you can watch it on TSN, on TSN, or Sportsnet. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it... accessibility is one. Marketing the, you know, the rivalry, the trends of what teams used to do to bringing it to current day, and then lastly. I have to say this. It, the only, it's not on, it's a business. Okay. We all know that sports is a business. We'll get into an argument comment later on about enterprise and, you know, these leagues being, you know, labeled as uh, not sport leagues anymore, but as entertainment groups. We'll get into that later. But all major sports. I can't believe all that. major sports. The thing that I'm getting at is when is it, or, and I can't put the players on notice, but I'll put the players on notice because I feel the players aren't wanting or aren't doing this game justice. And I say that because I think the players are expecting to get more out of this game than the game giving back to the players, the game giving to the fans, the game giving to the people that are ultimately driving this money machine for players and organizations. And in ways, I I blame ESPN too, because ESPN has guys like John Butchagross saying "winner winner chicken parm dinner." Like, did uh, how can you take that seriously? You know, and that's but that's like, just, I, I mean, that's like saying Stuart Scott saying they're the cooler than the other side of the pillar pillow. Um, you know, like 
like Stop you kind of see the ESPN thing I'm going with here because it just yeah. seems like they're a little gimmicky themselves. But you know what? That and that's and that's marketing. That's you know trying to figure out what the trend is for the next era. Like what is? I mean, obviously, if you do something for so long, you're going to become out of context, out of taste with the current generation. So you have to revamp yourself. You have to, re, you know, remind yourself that you have to get new. You have to get fresh. You have to do something different. Okay, we get that. But when it doesn't work, when do you just say that to the campaign? Okay, this isn't working. Let's find something new. Let's move on from that. You know, like you and I talked, what, a year and a half ago during the pandemic when there was a massive news release about who was getting the television rights for the NHL. And how we goffed at the million of dollars compared to the billions of dollars one sport gets compared to the next. And I've made comment before of how MLS has moved forward ahead of the NHL by gaining more popularity and better television rights for their game live on national broadcast compared to the NHL. So what is the NHL doing wrong? To the owners, they don't care because they're still making money. Gary Bettman's made the owners in the NHL more money than they ever have in their life. So from an operation standpoint, from an entertainment standpoint, the owners are making money. That's all that matters. It's a business. If I can put out as least amount of effort as I need to and still reap the maximum dividends at the end of the day, I'm good. According to the owners. According to the owners is right. Um, it is it is what it is. It needs to be more accessible to people. I mean, I'm kind of getting tired of all these subscriptions getting more money out of people when um, if you want new fans, don't make them pay for it. Don't at least if you're going to make them pay for it, don't don't make it outrageous. I mean, Bally's going under right now. Yeah. Bally sports is going under right now. So. It's going to be interesting to see what happens to Major League Baseball over the next few years in terms of where they're going to be shown because it's not going to be Bally, that's for sure. Um, speaking of Major League Baseball, MLB The Show, uh, biggest game franchise in Major League Baseball, has came out and said, well, came out with a video of, you know, of Bob Kendrick the president of the Negro League Baseball Museum, basically talking how Major League Base MLB The Show is going to be talking about the Negro Leagues and actually the storylines that went with the Negro Leagues. And that's pretty cool to me. It'll be interesting to see what Major League Baseball does in this sense because, you know, they just now started giving them, you know, their props in terms of the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Okay, you had that one museum. That that won't do the Negro Leagues justice because there are so many great players. The one player I did not see on there, Theo, and I cannot believe he wasn't the ones that they advertised, Josh Gibson. Josh Gibson, the only player to hit a home run out of Yankee Stadium. I mean, that's that's asinine to me. I just hope they add him on later. I mean, maybe this is a preliminary stage where they add players on later. This is what they have for now. Hopefully, they add guys like Hank Aaron. Hopefully, they add guys like Josh Gibson. I mean, it would be 
that much more fun if they added added those guys. When I sent you that video, Theo, which, by the way, is on Major League Baseball's YouTube. When I sent you that video, what was your initial response? My initial response was, it's about time. And I say that because baseball has always been America's pastime, and it includes a large part of the culture that's been clearingly omitted from its history. Um, what Bob Kendrick did gave it a little bit more justice because it represents and it um, makes great mention to the history of Major League Baseball and the culture of what the Negro Leagues brought for those 40 years that it was an inception. Um, you, you hear about these players, I mean, that are breaking through the color barrier and furthermore how impressive and important they were once they did join Major League Baseball. That said, I'm very curious to see how, I mean, just making mentions of a storyline and giving it the recognition is one thing, but at the same time, from a gaming perspective, Joe, is it something that could be, you know, quickly hitting the X button or the circle button to get by? I don't want to watch this. I don't want to be a part of this. Or is it something that I, I'm curious to see how it's going to be included into not just the gameplay, but just the overall review of the movie, of the game. Talk about Josh Gibson not being involved or having Hank Aaron there as well. Hank Aaron, the bottom line is, you know, that's opportunity for, you know, content update, I'm sure. Because a lot of these new games can give you new content update, new storyline update, can give you uh, weekly challenges, you know, to play with a certain player, have access to a certain player based on playing in a nostalgia season. Maybe they will allow or maybe they will create a nostalgia season. They will be the show. I'm not too sure. With, I'm not familiar with the game. Um, but, you know, it's good to see that this is now included in terms of content and those storylines because these players were great players. And they should be recognized. And the entire league should be recognized, not just the players. Yeah, not just the players. I mean, there were a lot of men and women that went into this. And it was, I mean, 42 to me, just, it was the tip of the iceberg. I mean, there, there was probably more they could have done. They could have made a movie about Buck O'Neill for all we care. They could have made movies for all of these guys. They could have. So I'm glad at Major League Baseball and MLB The Show are taking this step. I, I really like it. And I think this may help their viewers. Because who, who are playing these games? I mean, yes, you have the adults playing these games. But, I mean, your young young kids that are getting PS4s, Xbox Ones, whatever, PS5s, playing this game, maybe it'll drive viewership up. If Major League Baseball is doing stuff like this, what are they going to do to catch my eye in the actual game today? So I, I hope the NHL does something like this. Like, like you know, you know what would be cool? And I, I thought about this. Why doesn't the NHL do a WHA storyline in NHL 24? You know, or, or bring back the older leagues. Just because it wasn't just the NHL. For all we know, we could be watching a WHA right now if it didn't fold. You know what I'm saying? I'm just... I'm just putting it out there, Theo. Do you, do you kind of agree with me that maybe that should be? Because they need to teach the history of this game, too. Yeah, but is that is that something for a video game to do? 
hey, Major League Baseball and the show's doing it. And yeah, Major League Baseball's teaching the history more. And I wish the NHL would teach the history more, but they don't. Well, then, and that's that's the pot. That's the conversation to be had. Yeah, it is. It very. It really is. So, I'm I'm excited. I can't wait until March 28th when the show comes out. That's for sure. Um, the St. Louis, or no, not the St. Louis Blues. What am I thinking? Um, the St. Louis Cardinals. I didn't. I never brought this up. The St. Louis Cardinals have a new TV voice. I never thought I'd say this in my lifetime. Chip Carey is the new TV voice for the St. Louis Cardinals. I, I know I kind of dropped the ball on this. Probably should have talked about this a month ago. But I never thought I'd see another TV broadcaster in St. Louis besides Dan McLaughlin. Ever. Just because he was so good. And he loved his community. There were talks about Aaron Goldsmith coming here after everything that happened with Dan. We won't go into that. But there were there were talks about Aaron Goldsmith from the Mariners coming in. Chip Carey, that, that that's interesting to me because I always heard this job, this Cardinals job, should be for an up and comer. Chip Carey is not old, but he's not young either. Are you shocked they didn't go with a new uh, newcomer and they went with an older guard per se? Look, I'm not talking bad about Chip Carey at all. I love Chip Carey. I've watched a bunch of Braves games growing up on TBS, TNT. You know, I mean, that the Braves were like the Cubs on WGN, a secret institution. So are you shocked they went with the experience in Chip Carey? No. And I'm not, I'm not surprised because he brings a, a valuable voice, a knowledgeable voice to a market that deserves um you know that knowledge i mean you you talk about st louis cardinals baseball st louis doesn't i mean think about what st louis has sports wise during a baseball season what other sports do they have the blues are ending cardinals ramp up i mean you're gonna have soccer you're gonna have soccer coming up too yeah so it provides Maybe that benchmark or that, you know, person that provides excellence on the mic. And by doing so, you're hoping that it will attract up-and-comers, new voices, talent to join the ranks of Kerry, to join him a part of the St. Louis Broadcasting Media Group. And I think that's what we're, the St. Louis Cardinals are trying to do because you don't have that benchmark for nine months of the season there. During the winter time, yeah, the Blues are there, absolutely. But to bring in that value and to improve that value for the fans, I think Kerry is a good person to do that. I really think he is too, and I think it's going to be a great fit. In St. Louis for Chip Carey. Um, just wanted to quickly bring that up because I didn't bring it up a while back and I should have. That's totally on me. Um, the Super Bowl is coming up. And and this will get into my next topic after we talk about the Super Bowl. Um, you have the Chiefs and you have the Eagles. 
first time in NFL history that two brothers face off in the Super Bowl. I mean, that, this is going to be fun. Uh, I'd I'd like to see their mom right now. I'd like to see Kelsey and Kelsey's mom right now. Travis and Jason, because she's going to be a nervous wreck on the day of the Super Bowl. She, she knows one of her sons are going to win. Excuse me, what? She seems okay yesterday. She was on ESPN handing out cookies to both the boys. So, you know, I mean, the one thing I'd be upset is I'll say, you know, Travis has the jersey on the front because she wears the Chiefs on the front. She's got Jason's on the back with the Eagles. When is she going to switch that around? Or maybe that's a bet she has with the boys saying, whoever wins, I'll flip-flop the jersey. I don't know. But she's a pretty happy mom. She's pretty excited. Yeah, she's going to be a nervous wreck on Sunday. But she's got to be ecstatic for both her boys playing in the best game and the biggest game of their career as of right now. I mean, sure, Kelsey's been to a Super Bowl. Travis, sorry, he's been to a Super Bowl before. and He's won one. He's lost one. But. Now he gets to play one against his brother. It's like, and then you go back to the old days of the two Kelsey brothers in the backyard playing against each other, playing on the same team, and now they get to do it for millions of fans to watch. It's kind of cool. I think it'll be fun. Um, from a parent perspective, yeah. I mean, you want both your sons to enjoy this opportunity and bring and play their best game. So I'm hoping it's going to be fun for both of them. And uh, I don't think we have to worry too much about Kelsey's mom and dad. I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be okay too. It's just that, you know, I think it's if you have one on each team, though, like you're not supposed to play favorites as a parent. That's going to be the tough part. That That's why, <laughs> that's why I said, you know, how much of a nervous wreck is she going to be in the stands? That, that's, you know what? Any reporter in the next five days that asks the, Kelsey's mom, so who are you taking in the Super Bowl? Loses a notch in my book. Dumbest question you could ask all week. I don't care. Just put me on notice there, Joey. If you hear of any reporter that asks Kelsey's mom or dad, who have you got winning the Super Bowl? Dumb. One on the bad side. <laughs> Be a better reporter. Yep, yep. Yeah, I agree with that. Before we get into our picks, though, and – the NFL's registered as a um, entertainment company, and so is every other major sport, which means the NFL can dictate the outcomes of their games. Do you think the NFL wanted this storyline? Two of the best young running... I mean, these two quarterbacks are basically the same. These two... Just, just to stick with the NFL and... You have to understand that I also caveated this earlier today by saying that sports has now become a business and it's about making money and it's about making sure that there is a product that is entertaining and attractive for anybody or everybody that wants to watch. Not only is it a sport on a field involving two sides, it is also nil. It's also advertising, budgets, money, stadium, fans, value, and projections on how much and how little it'll cost or make for the upcoming years. 
This is now more. And that's just what I'm thinking off the top of my head. Joe, there is more to a sport now than there was ever before. To call themselves a, to register themselves as a sports league does not do all of this to the lawyers that have been involved in this for probably two decades now, over three decades, deciding this, because they need to make sure that everything else is taken care of. And they can't, as much as you and I look at it from a sport perspective, you know, two sides, human error, a winner, a loser. It's not that anymore. And it's not just the NFL. It's every sport we watch, including WWE, even though that's the sport performance of wrestling. Wrestling is, don't say, don't tell a wrestling fan that wrestling is fake, but it's a performance. Okay. Whether they can dictate the outcome of win or loss, that's where you get that um, that red flag and saying, well, isn't it a sport? Isn't it supposed to be about two teams' fairness right down the middle? That's where you're going to get a lot of discussion, perhaps, about whether or not how much the hands of the owners and Board of Governors, all that stuff, not just the NFL, every other league involved in how the outcomes occur. But that's the reason why it's an entertainment company. There's so many other things going on that you can't do it justice by calling just a sports league. Yeah, I would agree with that. And, you know, entertainment company makes me think there's storylines involved. Like I said, with hockey and ba- hockey and baseball, or at least hockey, there wasn't wasn't much of a storyline going storylines going on. Baseball, there's more, and football, you can tell there's a lot more. So, yeah, it, it is it is a entertainment driven business. So, uh, that being said, Theo, before we get out of here, who do you got winning the Super Bowl? Well, you took who are you taking? Because I'm ta- I have to take the other team, and I'll tell you why. I'm taking the Eagles. Okay. And I'll take the Chiefs because I'll take the Chiefs because they've been there before. I'll take the Chiefs because they both won and lost. I'll take the Chiefs because it's Patrick Mahomes. I will take the Chiefs because um, they've done what they couldn't do last year with a Tyreek Hill. I will also take the Chiefs because some of their players are coming back in Edwards Alaire. And some of them are getting more healthy, including Patrick Mahomes. But Nicole Herman will not be dressed, unfortunately, which is a huge downside to the Chiefs' offense. But I think nine of their 11 opportunities on offense, player-wise, have had tremendous seasons. They've been able to spread this offense around. Two storylines, quote-unquote storylines, because we talk about storylines today, will be one thing to watch, will be whether or not the RPO of the Eagles can be stopped by the Kansas City defense. And secondly, how much, and if it can be stopped, can Jalen Hurst throw the long ball in a big game? Because he hasn't been able to do that yet. He hasn't had to, really. But when push comes to shove, if the RPO gets stopped, which I, it's 50-50 right now, can Jalen Hurst throw the ball? That's number one. And number two will be, can the Philadelphia Eagles get to Patrick Mahomes? And will Patrick Mahomes be able to run? 
That's going to be the big deal. How well will that ankle hold up? Those are my two storylines. But I'll take the All right. Okay. I'll take the Eagles, and I cannot wait to watch. And Rihanna. Wow. Rihanna, I, I like how they're bringing back these older, I guess, um, superstar performers. I mean, older, I should say, because, again, I remember Rihanna of uh, early 2000s. So I'm just glad she's still doing music. I don't I have questions about her hair though. I don't know why what what's going on there. Have you seen her, her the ad for the halftime show? Her hair is basically making up the eye. <laughs> well, I mean, we've we've had some tremendous uh performances during the halftime show and Star Spangled Banners in previous years. And for me, <laughs> Honestly, Joe, you're not going to be able to top last year in Los Angeles. Not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, you're not, and and you're also not going to top from a terrible standpoint on the anthem to Roseanne Barr. So you know that. I wasn't going there. (laughs) I was going more. No, but hey, hey, I just wanted to make sure you remember that. You know, just oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But I mean, you talk about a like it's that halftime performance. It's for you know is was pretty special last year. And, uh, you know, being in L.A., seeing it, you know, having those, having that crew back together was pretty fun to see, pretty fun to watch. It was kind of funny seeing uh, 50 Cent upside down. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, thanks, everyone, for watching. Uh, Theo, any shout-outs, anything? Oh, just looking forward to getting back to real hockey on the weekend. I know we got a bit of a hiatus here. We'll see how we'll see how the team comes back. Whether they enjoyed the break or they didn't miss it that much, that'll be interesting to watch. But uh, a shout out, uh, not off the top of my head this week. No, maybe after All Super right. we'll have a good shout out. All right. So for Theo, I'm Joe. Thank you guys for watching. Until next week. Have a great week and a great Super Bowl weekend, everyone.